Hey, welcome back to This Week in Carnival. I'm your host, Buxy, your favorite micro-influencer with seven adoring fans and self-proclaimed Rio de Janeiro Carnival Analyst. Last episode, we had a crash course on Carnival, and now I want us to get familiar with some of the Samba schools in Rio. This week, we're going to focus on Grupo Special, or the special group, or what I like to call D1. And in the next episode, we'll talk about City Oro, or the Gold Series, or D2. Now, I'm not going to give you a deep history into every school because I believe in leading people to the water, but not forcing you to drink. So, you may ask yourself, why is this important? Well, with knowledge comes respect. This past carnival, there was a lot of controversy around the parades, which begged the question, who's attending and what are the purpose? Now, as I mentioned before, access to the parades is extremely expensive. So there's a particular audience that tends to fill the stadium. And there were a lot of stories of individuals who were impacting the experience for everyone else, whether they were trying to take photos, whether they were trying to jump in the parade, whether they were participating in a VIP Camarochi where the music was extremely loud and impacted the sound the Samba schools were providing throughout their experience. There were even stories of media personalities who were invited to be commentators and had no idea what they were talking about interviewing these Samba icons and asking completely inappropriate questions because they didn't bother to do their research. I have to give that a zero out of 10. Highly do not recommend. Don't be that person. So my goal with this podcast, with anything I share, is just to increase our knowledge so we can enter spaces with respect and with information. Yeah, so let's let's be better than that. Before we get started, I want to add in a new section to this podcast, the breaking news section. Now, will it always be that I'm breaking news? Doubt it. But it's just going to highlight what's happening in Carnival right now that I'm aware of. And so right now, the entire Carnival community is really mourning the loss of Valeska Hayes, who is now the former Hyena Jabateria of Imperio de Verde in Sao Paulo. She's totally fine. She's just left her post, but this is such a huge loss to Brazil Carnival and the flood of just posts around how much she's meant to carnival how much she's meant to samba dancers and to black women has been really really beautiful to see valesca has been the queen of imperial jacasa verde for 11 years and she is iconic she is iconic in how she dances she is iconic in how she dresses um her costumes for example if you remember viola davis sharing a video on her instagram of a samba dancer that was Valeska she stunned the world with her beautiful tribute to Black Panther and Adora Milaje I don't have enough words to talk about how amazing she is she is absolutely a reference of mine she is an inspiration when I dance I think about her and her grace I think about how easy she makes it look and overall she's just a bad bitch carnival will not be the same without her 
but I am praying that this is just a short break. She did release a statement saying that this is a short break and we'll see her soon. So I'm hoping she chooses to come out in front of another Batseria or a school. Whatever she chooses, we will gladly accept because Carnival will not be the same without her. And just to really drive home how important she is and how much of an icon she is, when people say Beyonce is your fave's fave, that is Valeska. For example, my Rio queen, hands down, is Eveline Bastos. I love her. And so many people love her. And if you go and see the amount of appreciation, dedication, and the beautiful words that Eveline has been sharing about Valeska, it it can move you to tears, like seeing this powerful woman really give Valeska her roses is, it's a lot. So I will put in the show notes, a link to Valeska's Instagram, maybe a video or two, so you can really get to see who she is, but she is a phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal icon, black woman, samba dancer, mother, wife, she is just amazing and i wish her the best i know she will never hear this but hey someone someone send a message to valeska for me i love her valeska minha eterna rainha obrigada por tudo porque você é tudo para mulheres negras como eu sou um grande 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 fã de você e você um, uma das minhas inspirações para samba e e tudo <risos> te desejo muito sucesso e obrigada well now that my portuguese for the day has been practiced let's move on to the topic at hand and that is grupo especial and so i figured the fairest way for me to present this information is to share each school in the order in which they will parade in February 2023. If you're one of my seven fans, you saw in my stories that I was posting about the order for both Grupo Especial and City Oro, with Grupo Especial being most recent. So that is a very big deal in Rio because every school has a desired position in which they want to parade for whatever their personal reasons are. I fully don't understand it yet, but I do know that no one wants to be first and everyone wants to be last, even if that means parading at five, six o'clock in the morning when I fully love to be in my bed. Anyway, it's not about that. So let's get started. So Grupo Especial is governed by one group called the Liaisa it's an abbreviation and there are 12 schools in this particular group so the first school to open the parade on february 19 2023 is imperio sejano now imperio sejano has a special place in my heart because it is the first school that i participated in carnival with so special shout out to nubia and sasha and their samba international experience because that was my entryway into carnival so i paraded with impera sahano in 2020 and that was an experience a lovely experience and also a very chaotic experience but i learned that Imperio Sahano is one of the oldest samba schools in Rio, one of the most respected, and 
there's so much history that comes from it. So Empera Sahano is located in Madureira, which is a area within Rio. Um, depending on who you talk to, they will either tell you it's the most dangerous place or it's a lovely place. I will say that I thoroughly enjoy Madureira. It is very black and it's it's a vibe, but it's not near the beaches or anything like that and and there's you know i mean but it's dangerous everywhere right i could say the same thing about brooklyn anyway Empire sahano was founded in march of 1947 so they're about 75 years old their colors are green and white and they've won the carioca which is rio the carioca carnival nine times with their last win being in 1982 so they are re-entering the special group. They've spent a lot of time going between the City Oru and the Grupo Especial, just rising and falling, rising and falling. And that is not uncommon for a lot of schools. It, they're, it's, it's complex. You're only as good as your last parade. Their 2023 theme is Lugares de Arlindo. And this is really cool because a lot of these Samba schools are known for the talent that is bred within it. And one of them is Arlindo Cruz, who is an amazing, amazing composer from the school, from the area. And he's written a lot of songs that are just iconic in Brazil. One of which, which is my favorite, is a song called Meu Lugar, which I'm pretty sure is the reference here. And it's a song all about his love for Madureira. And if you are ever in a Brazilian bar or party or whatever, heck, if you were just next to a Brazilian and that song comes on, they will start singing it at the top of their lungs because it's just a beautiful song. Now, if you're next to someone who is from the area, that's a whole different experience. It's kind of like when we hear our alma mater or we hear just a really classic song that just brings memories of a really special place. It's it's similar. So it's really cool to see that he will be the focus of their parade in 2023. I love when people are given their flowers before it's too late. And that's what's happening. Arlindo has suffered some health issues in recent years but he is thriving with the love and care of his family and his fans and his son has taken up the mantle is also a really great composer so I know this is going to be a very very emotional parade to see him being honored while he is still alive to be part of being honored and this being their first year back in Grupo Especial in several years it's going to be lit. I will say that. So I, I think Imperial Sahano is absolutely a school to watch this year, for sure. Coming in second on parade night will be the Academicos do Granji Rio, or affectionately known as Granji Rio. And they were founded in September of 1988. So they're about 33 years old. Um, they're located in the area called Dukaji Kashish. I'm probably butchering that. <laughs> and their school colors, they're a tricolor school. So they're red, green, and white. And they've won the Carioca Carnival one time so far. And that was recently this year in 2022. I was a big fan of this year's parade by Granjihio. It was beautiful. 
beautifully executed, a beautiful theme. The Samba and Hedu was just, you can listen to it and it makes you, like, you can get goosebumps from how beautiful it is. I was a huge fan. I was calling it months before the parade. I was like, Gran Jujillo is taking it. There's no way they're not taking it. Like, it would have had to been a really crazy situation for them to not win this year. And I was right. I mean, they made it easy for me to be right. But they put on a fantastic show. And it's my hope that there will be an episode where we can give a review of an actual parade so you can understand the little pieces and what goes into it. And so hopefully we can talk about Gran Chihio because that was a just chef's kiss, like perfection in my mind. I loved it. Now, some schools, and I didn't mention this with Imperio Sahano because they don't have one since they were founded so long ago. Some schools have a madrina or a godmother school. And a madrina is a school that helps you as you're making your way into the community, I guess. That's the best way I can explain it. And they help with like your baptism into the Samba school community. They're like your a little bit of a sponsor. Um, but please feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. So when a school is being formed, they'll often have an older, more established school support them in that journey. And there's that long lasting relationship. And so this is a good tie in into like a previous topic of like, yeah, I attend Hampton University. That's my school and my love, but I'm always going to root for everyone else. Like there's that love. And if there was a new HBCU being, well, that's not how HBCUs work, but let's just say if there was a new HBCU being formed, I would lend my support and, and help them get on their feet. And there's always going to be that internal um, gratitude. Oh, sorry. Light bulb moment. For my HBCU heads, the connection between Hampton University and Tuskegee is a great example of a Madrina Escola between two Samba schools. You all get that reference. Okay, so back to Gran Jihio. So Gran Jihio, as a um, within the Samba community, had a presence in the community since the 50s, but it was mostly in smaller schools or blocos. And it wasn't until the late 80s that they came together and merged and formed a larger Samba school that we know of today as Gran Chihio. Now, Gran Chihio is also known to be one of the wealthier schools with a lot of resources and sponsors and the ability to attract celebrities um, to be part of key positions in the parade. And depending on who you talk to, that, you know, that may or may not play a role in their ability to present these really fantastic parades. But, hey, in <laughs> in 2020, they were the vice champion of the Carioca Carnival with the beautiful Inherdu. And this year, as I mentioned, they won with their Inherdu. And it was really important, like really, really amazing, which I know I've mentioned already. But I just want to stress, like, it was really, really cool. <laughs> and so this year, they are going to do a parade with a theme focused on a composer called Zeca Pacajinho. And he is a very, very, very famous composer out of Brazil, out of Rio. Um, and he spent a lot of time in the area, the community where Granjihio 
is located. He's known for very like upbeat and happy music that talks about like the life and experiences of a carioca. And he's also someone that whenever you're at a Brazilian party or a churrasco or event, whatever, wherever you are, you are going to hear at least three of his songs. There's definitely a band here in New York that they play a lot of his songs as well. He is well known. I will try and put some links to Arlindo and Zeca in the show notes so you can get used to hearing their sound. And I'm sure you've probably, well, if you are into samba, you've probably heard some of the stuff, but if not, I think you'll enjoy it. So I'm excited. Um, I do think that they are another school to watch this year. I think that they have the resources to pull off a fantastic parade. I am curious to see what they do compared to Imperis Tejano because these are two beloved composers and they are not gonna go down without a fight so I'm and and they're beloved by every like both of them like you love them both like equally so it's gonna be a tight parade um and it's gonna be really really interesting to watch both of these schools back to back god bless anyone who is working for Impesahano and Granjujio, God bless, because that's going to be a crazy parade night. In third place, we're going to have Mosidaji Independenci de Padre Miguel, or affectionately known as Mosidaji. I will openly admit that I am not well-versed in Mosidaji, but they're well-known, they're well-loved, and they have some like a strong fan base. Mosidaji was founded in November of 1955, so they're 66 years old, and they're located in the community of Padre Miguel. Their colors are green and white, and they've won the Carioca Carnival six times, most recently in 2017. Now their madrina, which again, fun fact, did not know, is Beja Flor, which we'll get to Beja Floor. But Beja Floor is also like a really big, well-known school. I had no idea that that was their madrina, but really cool. They have not announced their theme for 2023. So keeping my eyes open on social media to see what that's going to look like. But they did make some important contract agreements in the off season. So I think it's going to be an interesting year. Now, one thing I will say about Mosidaji that I really appreciate is their mascot. Okay, we're going to pause here for a quick little fofoca or gossip, and I'll be a quick little fofoquera, which is a gossiper. But um, actually, this is not gossip. This is just history. (laughs) So I was chatting with American in Rio on Instagram, aka Haley, and it's always fun to chat with Haley about Samba stuff, and um, because we are both Americans that share this love, the only difference is that Haley lives in Rio, um, and I probably should get approval that I could say all of this. <laughs> but anyway, I will, I will get her approval, and I will confirm. But anyway, we were talking and we were talking about Mosidaji and the history and just all that stuff. And um, first we were trying to figure out what animal is this mascot? We've settled on beaver. We thought it was a squirrel for a second, but we settled on beaver. 
and the mascot is named after one of Mosadaji's uh, most famous patrons, a man named Castor G. Andraji. And apparently, based on my internet search, this man was well known in the, how should we say, um, not legal gaming practices and was very powerful and had his influence in a lot of things, including Fuchiball and Escola Jisamba, one of which was Mosidaji. And so I don't know the politics around it. I am not super interested in getting deeper into details, but that mascot name is Castrozinho. And when like when I made that connection, it was a light bulb like, oh, that's why this mascot is named that. If I am wrong on this light bulb, happy to hear that. Um, definitely let me know. But I thought that was a fun little fun little fact. Okay, let's go back. He is a beloved mascot. I'm realizing that not only does Mosi Daji love him, but everybody loves him. And so during like the off season, I'm putting that in air quotes, when everyone was like leaving their schools or signing contracts with new schools, Mosi Daji did a fantastic social media campaign with their mascot. And it was focused around this poor mascot not receiving a contract renewal yet for his school. And he was going from Samba school to Samba school to see if there was any interest in hiring him as a mascot. And like physically going, like they had videos of him going to a different school. So these other schools were playing along with it. Like, oh, maybe he'll sign here. Maybe he'll sign there. Like, it was just so fun. And, you know, people played along. Like the fans were like, oh, my God, please give this give this man a contract. Like, we can't lose him. Like, you know, but it was just good fun while everyone was just waiting to see what was happening with other Samba stuff. And then finally, they did a video and announced him as the the mascot for 2023 definitely check out most page i they won my respect with with that whole thing it was so much fun so lighthearted, and it really showed that there is a space for samba schools to really break into social media in a different way than they have been doing before because it allows people like me to engage with what's happening from such a far distance. Even even if I'm not fluent, I can still engage with the video and the context of what's happening and I can share these funny stories with other people. So big, big shout out to Mosi Daji for that. I wish them the best of luck. It was a lot of fun. And if you have some free time, you should check out their um, Instagram and you can scroll, you know, scroll down and you will absolutely see exactly what I'm talking about. But this just wasn't on Instagram. This social campaign went across social platforms, which cracked me up even more. In fourth place, we will see Unidos da Tijuca. And I tend to just call them Tijuca especially when talking about Grupo Especial, because there's a lot of schools that have the name Tijuca in it. So Tijuca was founded in December of 1931. So they're also one of the older schools. They're about 90 years old and they represent the Tijuca community, but they've moved their Samba school to a different area 
Um, which makes a lot of sense because the entire time I was in Rio in Ubers going from place to place, I would always pass Unidos da Tijuca, the Samba school, but I was never in Tijuca. And I didn't make that connection until until now doing this episode. Interesting. Um, their colors are, and this was specifically written, they are golden yellow and peacock blue. And they've won the Carioca Carnival four times, with the most recent win being in 2012. And since they are one of the older schools, they don't have a madrina. Unidos da Tijuca was the fourth school to be founded after Deixa Fela, which is a school that no longer exists, but it's turned into Estacio de Sa, which we will talk about next episode, Portela and Manguera. For 2023, Tijuca is going to focus on Bahia, and they are going to focus on Bahia de Todos Santos, which is the Bay of All Saints. I don't know much about that, but I am excited to learn, and I imagine it's going to be an interesting parade. Okay, now, for those who know Brazilian artists, Leisha is a pop artist in Brazil. She serves as their hyena de bateria, and she's very well-loved. Um, her music is fun, so definitely check her out. But let's see how they do this year. That's Unidos da Tijuca. Then we have a school that is very well-known. They're very big in the samba community for good reason and that is Academicos do Salguero affectionately known as Salguero Salguero uh there's so much to say about this school but let's get the facts down first they are also in the greater Chijuca area but their area is more specifically called Indarai forgive me they were founded in March shout out to March Oh, they were founded a day after my birthday. They were founded on March 5th, 1953. So they're 69 years old and their colors are red and white. They've won Carioca Carnival nine times with the most recent win being in 2009. And their madrina is Manguera. <sighs> where where do we start with Salguero? Uh, so Salguero was formed out of a merger of two out of three schools at the time within the neighborhood for many reasons, and one of which was to create a school that can compete with other schools who were dominating carnival wins at the time, and that was Empea Sahano, Portela, and Mangueta. Like, no one was getting past those three, and I guess people were sick of their shit, and so they were like, you know what, we have the talent, we going to figure this out. And I, I think a lot of schools probably had conversations amongst themselves like we got to we got to crack this top three situation. And you start to see schools being developed. That's my analysis of the history. One of the things I love about Salguero is that they have dedicated themselves to being the school that is kind of like an introduction to samba and i say that because if you go to rio and you go on a samba school tour 99 percent of the time they're going to take you to salguero because salguero has positioned themselves with a one they have a fantastic bateria they have a fantastic quadra that is just built for a good time and they always put on shows. There isn't many shows that are like a Salguero show. Like, I stand firm in that. You need to go see and experience a Salguero show. And that's in their quadra. And when they're not in their quadra, Salguero, they about that performance life. 
so a lot of tours will take you to Salgado because you'll get like this fantastic experience and you'll have so much fun and they put on shows like two three times a week if not more and the other thing I love about Salgado is their motto and their motto is nem melhor nem pior apenas uma escola diferente and basically that means like not better not worse we're just a different school and I find that when you go to Salguero, when you see the the members of the school, everyone is there. Everyone is represented. Every size, every color, every identity, every sexuality, like everyone is there. And it's it can be refreshing. You can go to Salguero and be you and be your authentic self when you walk through those doors. And that is always special because as much as I love Samba schools, there is a lot of machismo, patriarchy. There's a lot of that within within these institutions. And that's true of Salguero too, I, I imagine. But Salguero also has a space for people to be themselves. And I think a great example in Salguero is their makulele. Ala, which is like their performance dance ala. And if you look at it and look at some videos, everyone is like literally everyone you can think of is represented in that ala. And they are just being their authentic selves, having fun and sharing their joy and talent with the world. And it is one of the best things to watch when you're in Rio. So I do love me some Salguero. And, and sorry, in 2019, Salguero had the in hairdo shango and it's easily one of my favorite in hairdos so if you get a chance look that up on youtube and listen to it and tell me you don't start dancing even if you don't know how to samba tell me that you listened to that song and didn't start moving your feet and your hips that's salguero now for 2023 their in hairdo is going to be well it's called delirios de un paraíso vermelho or delusions of a red paradise i think we'll get more information about what it's gonna be about but given everything i just mentioned about salguero i i know it's about to be out the box and creative and a lot of fun and probably will tell the origins of salguero who knows or the origins of carioca carnival so stay tuned let's see if we get more information maybe we'll definitely do an episode specifically about in hairdos for 2023 now will i get through this next school without being biased i don't know i don't know but closing out the first night of grupo especial is estasao primera de manguera or affectionately known as manguera and manguera is it's a special school it's a special school they were founded in April of 1928, so they are 94 years old, and they are located in the area Mangueta. Mangueta is known for their notorious favela that has a lot of history, both good and bad, but there's a lot, a lot of talent and a lot of, really a lot of good that has come out of that region. A great example of talent that has come out of Mangueta, the Comunidade and the Samba School is Ingrid Silva and she is a black Brazilian ballerina who dances with the Dance Theater of Harlem in New York. 
She is very well known. She's also known for like the brown ballet shoes that help to change like what we think about when we talk about black women in ballet and that whole movement of having brown shoes instead of pink shoes. So she was really big in that and you should check her out. But she came from Mangueta. I will just name this now. Mangueta is the most beloved school in Rio. Everybody loves Mangueta. I think it's kind of hard to root against them. Their colors are green and pink and it's like a forest green. Like so forest green and kind of like a hot pink or a flamingo pink. They won the Carioca Carnival 20 times, with the last one being in 2019. And that parade, also an amazing one to watch. Um, you can watch the whole thing on YouTube. Really, really cool. Now, it's called Estação Primeira Gimangueta because it is the first station on the route between a Rio suburb and the central Brazil. So, and that, I got that from Wikipedia. But that's why it's called the first stop of Mangueira. Now, similar to most, if not all, favelas, which is located on a hill, a mojo, these were home, and we talked a little bit about favelas before, but these hills were homes to freed slaves and well that's where the freed slaves and their descendants found housing and shelter after slavery ended in brazil and that's where they built these communities and that plays into why historically they've been disenfranchised or forgotten about because it's kind of like well how dare you um but that's not for me to get into the politics. But just wanted to add that insight about a mojo. Their quadra is called the Palace of Samba. And when you visit it, you understand why. It is huge. It is beautiful. It just feels regal. And of course, my queen. We got to take a moment and close our eyes and bow our heads and give praise that is due to our queen, my queen, Evelyn Bastos. That is the current queen of Mangueta. She is queen of queens. And as I mentioned earlier in the episode, she's a fave. You know, um, she's a reference for a lot of dancers. And not only, like, it's, it's not that she's a samba queen, a queen of the bateria. Like that that is a part of who she is. That is a part of a lot of these women who have these positions. But Evelyn always uses her platform to uplift people, to make um to bring awareness to issues. She is always talking about the importance of black lives, the <laughs> the destructive properties of patriarchy empowering women, education, health and wellness, you name it, she's talking about it. And she is really representing her community. She is from Mangueta, like the actual uh, favela, the mojo. She, so she's one of them. And I will say Mangueta is a community that they respect their own. And so one of the hot topics in carnival culture um, actually, it's not even that hot of a topic. It's it's just a known thing. And I think when you enter into this space, it becomes a hot topic for newcomers. But a lot of the hyena jibatarias 
often are not from the community and they either are invited by a school to to stand in that position in exchange for um, monetary compensation, which goes to support the school and help them put on a parade. That's a complex topic. But uh, the difference is she is one of the few queens that was picked by the community and is from the community and has grown with the school. So she, she is loved, I think, a bit more than a lot of other queens because she is the manifestation of a lot of dreams. Like a lot of young pasistas dream to be in front of the Batidia one day. And by having someone like her as their representation, it continues to reinforce the idea that this is possible. I don't need to be this famous actress or this famous singer. I can make it there one day. And so she's that for a lot of women. She is one of the few that identify as black that is from the community that has been elected to be the hyena jabateria of a top samba school. And the school is not about to let that position go to anybody else. Like that is her spot until she chooses to leave or something happens and so she's been reigning in front for a while she is super beloved she's a good queen i i love her and if y'all remember when i was in rio i took a workshop and she taught a class and i was very very excited because i didn't have a partner and all of my abandonment issues like flared up very <laughs> very quickly and i ended up being able to be paired with her while she was showing a technique and I was trying to not freak out the entire time that is a cherished memory I still like have the picture like I I know Georgette because she was there with me I know she was looking at me like I was crazy if you're listening just I know you laughing but that that alone made my trip like that was the equivalent of me standing next to Beyonce can you imagine if you didn't have a partner in class and Beyonce said, I'll be your partner? How would you react? I'm still riding on that high. Okay, this is a tangent, but I love me some Angetta and I love me some Evelyn Bastus. And, whew, oh, I didn't even talk about the hairdo. I'm so sorry. So this year, they're closing out the parade, which means that it's about to be lit just gonna let y'all know right now their 2023 in hairdo is focused on Bahia it's gonna be very woman focused and I am pumped like I just have to say that I think a through line through this podcast will definitely be Manguero because I think that they're going to do something really, really cool this year. They just got a new president. The president is a black woman. She is a bigger black woman, which is important to note. She's also of the community and all of that. But from the moment she was elected, I feel like the following two weeks, she was just putting in place things that for me as a as an outsider feels like is about to shake some things up in both in the school and in the samba world and I am pumped so the enheredo is as africas que Bahia canta so the Africa that Bahia sings and Bahia is a northern state in Brazil um it's also the love of my life so it is like a lot of African traditions and and things from 
like the slave trade is kind of like a lot of cultures is preserved in Bahia. And if you go there, you'll know what I mean. But again, if you are Afro descendant and you have the opportunity to go to Brazil, hands down, I'm going to tell you that you should go to Bahia and then you should go to Rio. Start there and then visit the rest of Brazil as you can. It's probably beautiful. But again, if you are Afro descendant, especially if you are a black American, do not be dissuaded from Brazil. You need to go visit it. You need to experience it and you need to experience Bahia. But that I am going on a hell of a tangent. I'm sorry. Anyway, so they are about to close the parade with um with with the focus on stories and cultures and the impact of Bahia, Africa and women in general. It's about to be lit. So I'm excited to see what they bring. So that's Mangueta. And this is the point of the podcast where I'm very honest with you in that this is going to be a long episode. I apologize. <laughs> All right, so day two opens up and we have the next six schools. And you see how long this podcast is going? This is how long parade night feels. The first school to open up day two, uh, February 20th, 2023, is Paraiso de Tuichi, and affectionately known as Tuichi. And I love Tuichi for multiple reasons because that's where I spent most of my time this year. And it is there, it's hard not to love them. It's very hard not to love that community. But Tuichi was founded in April of 1952, about 70 years ago. And they're located in Sao Cristóvão, which is in the north zone of Rio. Their colors is peacock blue and yellow gold. And their madrina is also Manguera. So Tuichi has had a presence in carnival culture since the 30s. Um, through Again, through smaller schools in Blanco, similar to Salguero and other places. But it later evolved in the 50s to become what it is now, which is Paraiso de Tuichi. And Tuchi is located on a neighboring hill of Mangueta. So they're very close to each other. And a lot of the community supports both Tuchi and Mangueta. And you, you see them going back and forth and, and things like that. Tuchi is also where Alex Cuccino and Georgie Amarillo, it's where they are the Pasista directors, which hands down, there are arguably not many pasistas or pasista alas that are better than Tuichi. I actually can't think of any. I would put money that they are the best pasistas in Rio. They don't play. Alex don't play and these men and women do not play. Like they are absolute beasts. And I love the opportunity to dance just in their presence, just in the room, hoping that a piece of their energy lands on me. Fantastic pasistas. And Tuichi is just home to a lot of talent. Their Musas, Marimola, she deserves her own podcast around just like the force of nature that that woman is. Just when she sambas, the ground shakes like 
she is phenomenal and then of course Mayara Lima who also is a fantastic samba dancer and you know she's risen to prominence this cycle given like a viral video and it's been really fun to watch that happen because you know we saw her like every week in Isayu you know um and just lovely 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 people and lovely talent comes out of Tuichi and I had so much fun just being part of that community every week getting to know the people just getting to be around the vibe that they offer Tuichi holds a a special place in my heart like I I love them and I'm just grateful for the opportunity so that is Tuichi In 2023, Tuichi announced that they're bringing a unique story, something very interesting to Sapakai, and I am super pumped to learn more about it because I've never heard this story. So their theme is called Mogangueiro da Cara Preta, and I didn't understand what they were talking about until they released their synopsis. They'll be telling a story starting with the spice trade that led to the discovery of the Americas, including Brazil, and there was a particular shipment of buffalo originating from India that was part of the export list. So that particular shipment of buffalo while traveling to the Americas was shipwrecked due to a huge storm and the ship sank but somehow those buffalo were like "Mm -mm, we gonna swim and we gonna make it and they saved themselves miraculously and they swam to dry land that dry land is off the coast of what's now known as Brazil and They acclimated to the area and they multiplied and today they are the largest herd of buffalo in the country. That's very interesting. And knowing Tucci, knowing the the new carnivalescos that they brought on this year, this parade is about to be really unique and I can see them making connections to the indigenous people of Brazil, to the slave trade and the connections of like ox and the connection of these animals to the African people and how it's all connected and related. So I think this parade is about to be really interesting and I'm excited for it because unfortunately Tuichi is the only school in the Grupo Especial that has not won Carioca Carnival. And they got really, really close in 2018 when they were the vice champion, but they still don't have a win. And I think Tucci has the talent to pull off a win. They just haven't done it yet. So I would be really excited to see them win sometime soon. We will see if 2023 is is their year. We will see. But this should be an interesting parade. The second school on the second night is another school that I love. Okay, you got me. I love all these schools. So the second school is Portela, and they're one of the few schools that their name is one word, Portela. Um, and they're, they were founded in April of 1923, so they are currently 99 years old. You'll see where this is going. And they are located in the area of Oswaldo Cruz and, and Madureira. Um, and fun fact, they are like down the block, around the corner from Paris Sahano. So very close and oftentimes a lot of people uh, participate in both schools 
Their colors are blue and white, and they've won the Carioca Carnival 22 times, with the most recent win being in 2017. Now, Portela is, um, it is the place where I learned that time makes no sense in Rio, and everyone lies to me about time. It is where I went to an event that where the flyers said it starts at like 10, I think we showed up at like two in the morning and that's when it was actually really starting. Whenever they do their ensayos and their events, never show up at the time that's on the flyer. Just save yourself. Portela is one of the most respected schools in Rio. It's considered like a cultural center. So there's a lot of visits that happen there. Their quadra is quite beautiful. It has this huge eagle. Their bateria is super dope. And they're just a great experience. So I highly recommend visiting Portela when you go to Rio. And their queen is Bianca. And that is also my girl. I love the way she dances. Her samba is super powerful. She's beautiful. She is of the community. She's elected by the community. She is just top tier, top tier queens. I put her up there with... Evelyn Bastos and Portela since they were founded a hundred years ago they also do not have a madrina and speaking of their founding their theme their in hairdo for next year is going to be focused on their centennial and they are going to talk about all of the things Portela and what they've accomplished in the past hundred years because they are also known for some of the most amazing composers and singers and they've given a lot of contributions to samba to the community to rio to brazil so this is going to be a big parade for them i am very excited to see portela's parade next up we have unidos da vila isabel also known as vila isabel and they were founded in April of 1946, and they are located in the area of Vila Isabel. Their colors are sky blue and white, and they've won the Carioca Carnival three times with the most recent in 2013. Now, their Madrina is Portela. I did not know that. That's really cool. And I had a lot of fun with Vila Isabel this year. Um, and it's all cooking at this point. My introduction into Villa Isabel as like a school community at the Portela event I was mentioning. I've always known of Villa Isabel, yes, but I went to the ensayo and Villa Isabel was invited by Portela to participate. And I had so much fun with that community. Like Villa Isabel's Harmonia was engaging they were like come dance come make sure you guys come to ensayo next week like come be part of us it was just so welcoming and fun and then when i had the opportunity to sub in for one of their pasistas for the champions parade the experience there was just lovely everybody at the parade was helpful was kind was saying like good luck thank you for being here it was just a really, really, really fun experience. And for that alone, Vila Isabel has a lot of my respect because they just seem to be a great school. 
last year, this last parade in 2022, they honored Marcinho Davila. And he is a, also another composer who is well known in Brazil and around the world for some lovely, 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 lovely song. He's also been a key composer in a lot of the samba and hairdos for Vila Isabel. And they did a great job with a beautiful parade, giving him his roses. It was lovely. And fun fact, based on my research around like the colors, the colors of blue and white were chosen to honor one of the founders or the founder of Vila Isabel, who was a member of a school that no longer exists called Azul y Branco do Salguero. And that was one of the schools that was part of the merger I mentioned earlier um, from Salguero. So the founder of Vila Isabel was a big part of that school that's no longer in existence and made his way over to help build Vila Isabel. And so as a way to pay homage to the founder, they adopted the school colors of that former school, which is really cool. It's a cool history. And again, it goes back to this connection around like, just because I cheer for this school, I respect my roots, I respect my history, I respect the culture, and we're all connected. So paying homage where homage is due. We don't know what their hairdo and their theme is gonna be this year, but they did post on Instagram a hint of what the theme will be about, and we'll get more information at the end of July. So I'll update you all in a future podcast episode. But just based off the picture, which is very vibrant and bright and colorful, it's like an ancient Roman or ancient Greek statue, and it is just covered in symbolism around carnival or bacchanal or you know festival stuff so i saw mardi gras beads i saw references to irish culture with the clover there's just so much stuff so i'm excited to see what vila isabel is going to bring i know it's going to be beautiful and i just can't wait to get more details on that Next, we have a school that I will admit my pronunciation needs a lot of work, so please forgive me and please help me with the pronunciation. But this school is Imperatriz Leopoldinesi. Ooh, forgive me. But affectionately known as Imperatriz, which I got. I got that part. Now, Imperatriz was founded in March of 1959, 63 years ago, and is located in the area of Ramos. They're also a tricolor school. Their colors are green, white, and gold, and they've won the Carioca Carnival eight times, with the most recent being in 2001. And their madrina is Impeo Sahano. I know that Imperatriz is a beloved school. I have not had the pleasure to experience them in person yet. My goal for my next visit to Rio is to really experience a few of the schools I haven't had a chance to experience. They were named after what is now an extinct railway called the Leopoldina Railway, which served three states and cut through the Ramos neighborhood. This is a school that also has a famous uh, hyena jabatria, and it's Issa, who is also a pop artist. But what's slightly different here, this is a black pop artist, a black woman. Um, she's beautiful. She's talented. 
and she is their hyena. They also have another one of my Samba inspirations, Kitalua. Uh, she's one of their Musas, and she is just, I just gotta pause and take a deep breath. She is black beauty personified. This woman is gorgeous and has an amazing body um, and just very talented. And she's known for when she sambas, she does these like really high kicks. Just beautiful. Love her. I'll try and share some more stuff about her. Now, before we move on, Impeditrice has announced their plot for 2023. I am not going to butcher the title in Portuguese, and I don't think that my translation is as exact as it should be. So we're going to circle back on this later. But for the most part, they are going to talk about a figure in their history, a popular hero and criminal known as Virgilino Feria da Silva, and he was commonly known as Limpiao. And from my internet Googles, they say that he is most similar to the American Jesse James. I'm not quite sure what they're going to do with that, but knowing who their carnivalesco is, I think it's going to be really interesting. So I'm excited to see what they bring to the table. Then Almost rounding out this group in the second to last position of the second night, we have Beja Floyd G. Neopolis, or affectionately known as Beja Floor. Beja Floor was founded in December of 1948 and it's 73 years old. It's located in the town of Neopolis, which is very far. <laughs> That's just what I will say. Granjijillo and Beja Flor are uh, a journey. They are far if you are located in the south zone of Rio. Uh, their colors are blue and white, and they've won the Carioca Carnival 14 times, with the most recent being in 2018. And their madrina is Portela. Uh, so Portela was getting busy. They got a lot of kids. So, Beja Flor, they're an interesting school. They, it's clear that they are also a very wealthy school, and they are known for their lavish parades and costumes. And based on what I was reading, like, this has been a thing for decades. Like, they've always been known for their lavish ways. Beja Flor means hummingbird. And when you think of a hummingbird you do think of something dainty and pretty and and very beautiful and lavish in a way um and that i feel like the school embodies that um they are known as the goddess of the catwalk and when you watch them i think you understand that i hope i still have some video but their parade this year the the floats were just gorgeous like it looked decadent and beautiful and like one float the colors were black gold and blue and it was like a royal blue and like a like a really deep dark black and like this royal gold and it just it just looked like money you know when someone looks at something you're like ooh, she looked like money that's what beige floor is why is any of this important i don't know but that's just what beige floor looks like anyway they often have a hummingbird on their float in some way, somehow. So similar to Portella. Oh, I may have not mentioned this. Sorry. When Portella comes down the parade, comes down the catwalk, the Avenida, 
there's always going to be a big ass eagle. That is just who they are. Portella is going to have their eagle and it is very much anticipated, very exciting. And we, I, I love seeing the eagle. I know some people are not a huge fan of it, but I love seeing the eagle. And with Beja Floor, you, I feel like you're always going to see a hummingbird in some capacity. That's just part of who they are. Their drum queen, uh, moment of silence. She's not dead. She is very much alive, but moment of silence for the position. Haisa left her position this year after 20 years as Beja Flores Hyena Jabateria. That is an impressive career and record as a hyena jabateria. She was um, elected into the role when she was very young, I think like 12 or 13, and has been in that position this entire time. She's beloved by the community. She is of the community. She is, she is part of my queens of the community trifecta, and that includes Evelyn Bastos, Bianca from Portela, and Haisa from Beja Flor. And if you wanted to Google, there's a lot of information about the three of them and how they are separate and apart from from other queens. Not in a bad way, but just, you know, what makes them unique is that they are of the community, respected and, and supported by their schools and by their communities. And that means a lot for the position, for the school, and for young girls looking up to them. So yeah, Beja Floor is always a sight to behold. Like, they are known... Even if they don't win, if, if they don't place high, which is very rare, they are going to give you a beautiful parade. I'm very excited to see what 2023 is going to look like because they've already announced since Haisa is leaving her position, they are going to have a competition, an actual competition, to elect a new Hyena Jabatidia from within their community. So that is something that I am keeping my eye on to see when that happens because I have a thought of who I think might end up in that position, but I want to, I want, I just want to see what happens. Now for 2023, aside from a new queen, what we can expect from Beja Flor is their plot that is titled Brava Genshi, O Grito dos Excluidos no Bicentario da Independencia, which translates into Bravo People, the cry of the excluded on the Bicentennial of Independence. And so this is referring to the independence of Bahia, which happened in 1923 and was part of the separation of Brazil from Portugal. Now, this is a good part to share that when a school announced their theme it is often the framework of the parade and may not be the exact so Beja Floor has already been giving hints on their Instagram that while this is the framework of the parade they are going to be talking about independence as a whole and what that looks like in the past hundred years as it relates to Brazil so they're going to be talking about education work all those different things with this as a framework. I hope that helps understand like even though each school is announcing their plot, what we see on parade day will encompass so much more. So I'm excited to see what Beja Floor brings to the catwalk next year. It's going to be a year of change and it sounds like they are ready to take another win since they came in as vice champion this year. Let's see what they can do. And last but not least, closing out the second day of parades is Unidos do Viradouro, or affectionately known as Viradouro. 
And they were founded in June of 1946, so 76 years ago. And I have to say, I didn't realize Viridoro was that old, but whatever. Um, and they are from the area of Barreto, which is across a long bridge <laughs> on the other side of Rio de Janeiro. Their colors are red and white, and they've won the Carioca Carnival two times, with the most recent being 2020. And their madrina is, again, Portela. I hope Portela pays their child support. And so what I can say about Viradoro is their community is top-notch. They are die-hard fans. This school is organized, and this school knows how to organize its community. I was so shocked at how quickly I became a fan of Vitadoro, and I know it's because of a couple of things. One, it's because I was following Bellinia, and she's a fantastic samba dancer. So when she moved over to Vitadoro, I obviously started to learn a bit more about the school. And then she was elevated into the position of Musa. So I've been following that journey a bit more. She's kind of helped put the school on a map to a different segment of Samba lovers. And then when I finally got to Rio, I was also parading with a school called Kubango. And their rehearsals were weekly on Sundays. And the way that the town where they rehearsed organized it is that there were three main schools in that area. And so they had them all rehearse on Sundays back to back. And so it became like a community thing where Sosego was first, Viridoro was second, Kubango was third. So if you came out to see a rehearsal, you would just stay for all three most of the time. And we'll talk about Kubango and Sosego in the next episode. So I was already there. So getting to see a Viridoro rehearsal in person, both in the street and at the Quadra, is something that is hard to explain, but is worth experiencing. When you see their community first turn up and in large numbers, like there's thousands of them at the rehearsal. And that sometimes that happens, but not often do people show up in large, large, large numbers like that to rehearsals. But they are singing and they are screaming and they're so excited. Like you can't help but get bit by that bug that I was sitting there singing their, you know, their samba and hairdo with them all from the sidelines. And it was actually a song that, I, and I've mentioned this, that I wasn't super in love with. I was like, oh, this is cool. But when you see it like embraced by the community and sung by the community, you're like, wait, wait, actually the song is dope. And it became a really interesting song. It became a song that I loved for 2022. Uh, so Viridoru is, they got they got something special going on. They are also a very lavish school, in my opinion. They got money. They, they got money. And watching, I remember watching the 2022 parade. I just was cracking up the whole time because I like some of the floats that were coming down. I was like, what is this? You know, when something is just so lavish that you're just like, you have too much money. You have too much money and too much time on your hands. Like, what is happening here? That is how I felt about Vitadoro. But it was beautiful. They always give you a beautiful parade. In 2020, they had a freaking mermaid, a live mermaid in their parade. Like, Vitadoro just got a lot going on. But I've grown to respect and love them. And I'm very excited to see what they do 
2023, their their theme is um, is focused on a figure known as Egyptian Rosemary. And she, from my understanding so far, I'm looking forward to learning more about this. Um, she was an uh, African slave, also a former prostitute in Brazil during the early 1700s. And she was known for her mystic visions, but was also denounced by the Catholic Church as a heretic and false saint and uh, and also considered a sorceress. So I look forward to seeing how they bring this all together um, for 2023 I know it's about to be I know it's about to be interesting and I hope they figure out a good balance in what they bring to the Avenida because I think they thought they were gonna sweep 2022 and I still knew Granjahia was gonna win I thought it was close until I saw the actual parade and their floats and it just felt they missed the mark a little bit in my humble opinion my humble opinion so i'm very curious to see what their carnivalesco does this next year and that concludes grupo especial and i hope you learned some fun facts for those of you who already know these schools i hope you learned something new and for those of you who are new to this I am very glad that now you have a little understanding so when I'm posting in my stories or making a reference to a school, you kind of have an idea of who I'm talking about and um, and maybe you'll be interested to do some more research and click through their Instagram pages or go to their websites and learn a little bit more about them. Remember, every school has its own unique flavor and style, which we can't get into all of that here. We'll be here all day. Um, but it's really cool to see all these different schools and how they represent the communities that they are a part of. It's also cool as you start to learn like where the allegiances lie and, and why people are so invested and, you know, when a school is promoted or demoted or, you know, it really becomes, uh, fun for me. (laughs) It really becomes fun for me to take a look at each group what they're bringing to the table this year and making predictions. So I really look forward to now having a shared language between us so you can join in and jump in on the predictions and, you know, we can interact more about it. So thanks again for listening. And I I just hope that you had fun. Let me know if there's a particular school that pulls at your heartstrings and why I would I would love to hear that. As always, let's chat more on Instagram at Buxy, B-U-X-X-Y. So thanks again for listening to This Week in Carnival and never miss an episode by subscribing to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next time, ciao, beijos, mwah.